Welcome to the Lost World of Short Stories. I am your host, Lauren Tate, and it is Wednesday. It is our second Wednesday of this season. I am just, of this second season. I am very excited. If you are new to the podcast and this is your very first time listening or your very first time listening to Wednesday episodes, I'm just so happy that you're here. And second, Literature Nuggets, if you didn't know, are smaller episodes on this podcast that showcase a poem, a spoken word piece, or excerpt from a book that offers reflection or conversation. So the goal of each Wednesday episode is to bounce off that piece of literature and have a conversation off the page. And I'm excited because this season I have teamed up with my aunt and psychologist, Dr. Carol Van Dyke in our five part series on self-acceptance. And I like to think of it as a conversation where psychology meets literature. We are so excited to come together as two black women to talk about real issues within self-acceptance that don't really get talked about enough. If you haven't listen to the first Wednesday, which was we were talking about breaking generational curses. That was such a powerful episode. And so if you haven't listened to that, I suggest that you pause this episode, you go back and listen to that and then come back to us over here. And so I'm just really excited about this today because today we'll be talking about body image within this five part series of self-acceptance. This is part two. And, you know, self-acceptance is just a critical part of not just being a woman, but being a human. As long as you are breathing and alive on this earth, self-acceptance plays a huge role in becoming not just everything that you are meant to be and will accomplish in the future, but it's also in where you are right now in every facet of your life, just accepting all of you. And with this series, we are hoping that these episodes will not just inspire you, but, you know, push you to reflect, to adapt positive habits instead of toxic ones, to ask for help, to start your healing journey and to grow so that you can be healthy in your mind, your heart and your spirit, because that's where true transformation starts, not on the outside, but on the inside. So that being said, today we are talking about body image, as I stated. This is part two in our five-part series of self-acceptance. And because we are a literature platform, it's only right that we start off with a couple of very, very short poems by Grace Nichols from her book, The Fat Black Woman's Poems, which is a beautiful book. It was written in 1984. I love it. And so I hope you guys enjoy and learn something from not only today's poem or, you you know, maybe you uh, get interested in Grace Nichols, but that you also carry it over to the conversation just about body image and, you know, what we'll be discussing. Um, and so just, you know, enjoy Dr. Carol Van Dykes and I's conversation about body image. And I hope that you stick with us till the end. All right. The Beauty by Grace Nichols, read by... Jelena Phillips. Beauty is a fat black woman walking the fields, pressing a breezed hibiscus to her cheek while the sun lights up her feet. Beauty is a fat black woman riding the waves, drifting in happy oblivion while the sea turns back to hug her shape. The Assertion by Grace Nichols, read by Tierra Starks. Heavy as a whale, eyes beady with contempt, in a kind of fire of love, the fat black woman sits on the golden stool and refuses to move. The white-robed chiefs are resigned in their postures of resignation. 
The fat black woman's fingers are creased in gold, body ringed in folds, pulse beat at her throat. This is my birthright, says the fat black woman, giving a fat black chuckle, showing her fat black toes. I hope you guys enjoyed those readings of Grace Nichols' poems, which can be found in her book titled The Fat Black Woman Remembers that was published in 1984. And to discuss the topic of body image, I have with me today my aunt and psychologist, Dr. Carol Van Dyke, who is a resident psychologist for Fox 2 Detroit and WDIV Channel 4, and has been featured on Let It Rip and Living the Life, where she discussed all various issues on mental health. She also hosted a teen show called Teen Voices for Real on 90.9 FM. She has over 20 years counseling with children, adolescents, and adults with various issues. Dr. Van Dyke maintains a private practice in Livonia, Michigan. Welcome back, Dr. Van Dyke. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. (laughs) I want to start this conversation off by talking about body image and social media because most young women are on most women well most young women are on social media um, and media plays a huge role in our lives and lastly you know media has a huge impact on the way that we see and perceive ourselves so I asked people on Instagram as well as you know family and friends what questions they had concerning body image and social media And two questions that I really wanted to talk about were, how can we navigate our body image and social media without removing ourselves from it completely? And the second question someone asks is, why does media affect women's thoughts and self-esteem so much? And that's the question I actually want to start with. So I was thinking about this and my thing was, okay, so it it can affect social media can affect your your body image and your mood and your overall health and media has a very large presence in our lives so it it shapes our concepts of beauty and there's so much pressure just in the world um and you know and media is the the main um culprit Uh, for women, you know, just putting pressure on women to be a certain size, to have a certain hairstyle, you know, um, behave a certain way, a certain accomplishments. And the literal goal, you know, of media and social media specifically is targeted to sell us something specifically, something you don't have. And it puts the pressure on you to want it and to like be a part of the trends and the conversation. So that that's where I was kind of thinking with that. Do you kind of agree? Well, yeah, I, I totally. I, I mean, I agree with everything that you said, mm-hmm. and in particularly when 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 you said um, the image, you know, and how it affects and shape um, how social media affects um, the concept of our beauty, and then you went on to say size and certain hairstyles. Mm-hmm. But I, I look at it like this, you know. When you're on social media, like you said, it, there there's this false concept because when you're on so, social media and you're looking at um, women on social media, there's so much you can do to edit mm. yourself. Mm-hmm. So 
generally what a person is looking at when they look at a beautiful girl on social media, they then took this slender their nose, did this, made them a little lighter, made them a little thin. I mean, there's so many different things that people do. And I think, like you said, I think that because of, you know, the marketing ploy, you know, you got these, um, what is it called? Social media influencers or whatnot that are on there and looking a certain way and, and, and whatnot. I think that, um, it all plays into social media, into what people want to see. Yeah. And then people go on social media to be whatever the mainstream wants to see in, you know, in terms of that version of beauty. Mm -hmm. So there, there's just a lot that goes into that. And I always say the real quick fix is stay off of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we can't do that. Yeah. But once you start comparing yourself and saying, oh, she's prettier than me. And oh my God. I mean, that's mm -hmm. when you have to lessen your social media. Yeah. Usage. <laughs> that and that was one of my um my points to navigating you know your own body image and social media is to take a break from it yes you know especially if you want to be on it because you know there are some people who can just stay away and they don't need it or they have different businesses that don't necessarily re require it but for a lot of us we're on media in some type of way and you know and a lot of us even more are even on it just you know for entertainment whatever Yes. And, you know, but you need to take a break. <laughs> you need to take a break. And that's the one thing that I, I you know, it seems so simple because yeah. social media can be so addicting. And I don't, and, 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 and I like to also say that, I mean, we talk about social media, but all of it is not negative as we no. know. There's a lot of positive benefits yeah. that come from it. And I think that that's the part that is at least most important to me is taking advantage of the positive benefits of it. Yes. Yeah. And I and one thing that I do, um, because I, I used to be, you know, I was on social media, but um, you know, you like people's pictures and stuff. And like you said, you can get caught up in comparison. And so what I did is I just kind of stripped my whole list down of who I followed and I re um, you know, rebuild it with people that look like me and have normal body shapes and aren't in like the super highlighting and, you know, cheekbones or whatever they did to themselves. And so that was my other point is to don't follow people who make you feel less than. Yeah. So because yeah. I, I follow people that got the rose and, you know, their hips and they just look like ordinary people, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. and that helps me because when I get up, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is her and she's not, you know, and it's, it's, it's more something of not even inspiring, but relatable. Yeah. Not like an unreachable thing that you're just like, I don't know how she looked like this. And cause you're, then you're looking at a picture that's not even real, trying to attain to something that doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think, and, 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 and one of the things when you said, when, you know, you met, you made a statement where, um, you know, where a person may feel like, when they look at a person on social media, um, they make them feel insecure. And I always say that nobody can make you feel anything. Yeah. I think that that comes within. Yeah. When you don't feel like you're good enough, it's easy to want to blend in, you know, 
and 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 try to be something that you're not. And I think that once you got once a person begins to work with what's going on with them internally and deal mm-hmm. with that, that's really the work. Yeah. That really is the work because you know, when you start comparing yourself and oh she has this, I don't have that. Oh, her butt is bigger. Oh, I need to make mine a little bit bigger so mine can look better or my hairstyle. I mean, that are those are issues. Yeah. Those are internal issues that really has nothing to do with social media. Mm-hmm. That has to do with some things that maybe has happened in childhood or maybe bullied or maybe was told by a family member that, you know, you're ugly. I hear all sorts of things. And but 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 the point is there's pain there. Yep. Somewhere. Yeah. When we talk about that. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of dived right into the to the the deeper stuff too, but Yeah. Um Yeah. But for me, you know, as you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. body image, you know, I was very aware of it because, you know, of my sexual abuse. But that is a yeah. big thing for a lot of people because a lot of women have been abused. Yes. And, and I'm just, a survivor yeah. of that as well. So I yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And I wanted to ask you because this was one of our um, listeners questions and she had asked, what could help a rape victim or, you know, a person who's been abused to stop viewing their body as ruined? I'm sorry, to stop viewing their body as... Ruined, like, you know, like it's not, or it's not yours or, you know, you feel like... Yeah, that's really a tough one because if a person has suffered from childhood abuse, there's a lot of things that go into that. When people are abused... They struggle with overeating. You may have overly negative feelings about yourself, you know, such as low self-esteem. And, you know, if you have problems with low self-esteem, it really is common among people who were, you know, sexually, um, emotionally abused as children. And that can really take a toll of yourself. And it, it, it has a lot to do with, how an uh, individual view themselves, you know, body image. Um, because if you have been emotionally abused and you're overeating, that's going to definitely affect your body. And I think when a person has pain to that degree, that is when a person really need to get some professional help mm-hmm. to help deal with that. Because those are issues that need to be talked out with a trained clinician that is specialized in working with trauma so they can navigate um, with that individual all the different types of, 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 of pain that is associated with the um, abuse. So, yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense because that is that is a heavy topic and there's a lot of things, in, like you said, inside of that. Mm-hmm. That can, yeah, yeah. So I, I agree. Um, and then, because I'm, I mean... Yeah, this is both kind of uh, different, but I just wanted to answer her question because I know she struggles with it. But yeah, um, the question of body uh, dysmorphia. Um, if you have the definition or know what necessarily body dysmorphia is, and then just you know two or three things like what kind of um, 
I guess mental, like mental reframing methods can help someone deal with body dysmorphia? Yeah, you know, body dysmorphia, really, I don't want to get too psychobabble-ish, (laughs) but it's when really when an individual tends to focus on a particular aspect of their body, Mm -hmm. and and, and usually it's a negative view. Um, So if a person has issues with, um, they're not slim enough, and so they're focusing on their thighs, and they want their thighs to be, you know, slimmer, then, okay, that is, can turn into body dysmorphia. You're just preoccupied with a particular body part. And I I think that um, there's really, you know, body dysmorphia, it really result from a combination of issues. I mean, so it's not like one particular issue. I mean, we're talking about issues such as may have a family history of the disorder. You may have abnormalities um, in the brain, um, negative evaluations or experiences, um, you know, about your body or self-image that may have stemmed from you know, being teased. And usually it starts in like middle school or now elementary school about a particular body part. You may have a parent who make negative disparaging statements um, about, you know, a person that they see on the commercial. And then that child then compares themselves and may think internally that they're talking about me. I mean, so there's there's a lot of different variables that go into that. And I think that one of the main things that needs to happen is if a person feels that they ha- they're just preoccupied with a particular aspect of their body, they need to take some time to identify where does this come from? Mm, yeah. A lot, lot, lot of time, I mean, if we, if we can take a pause when we know we're doing something and we have some type of idea that it's unhealthy, I think the step is what, where's, where's this stemming from? Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I so focused and preoccupied? Um, why am I so overly focused and preoccupied on this particular aspect of my body? Yeah. And I think that once that, that question is asked, I think the work is, we're going to go back to what we said on um, the last show, which is journaling, yeah. to be able to journal some thoughts about where that come from. And that could be, it could be in the family, negative evaluations um, that a parent may have put on a child. It could come from, you know, the middle school or a peer. I mean, it's important. And then once you're able to identify where that comes from, you want to get help. I always say sometimes just getting some therapy and some help, but I think, you know, I'm going to say, Lauren, we go back to the Bible. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, you, you know, once a person confronts, you know, that they have that issue, I think one of my favorite scriptures is God says, you're more than enough. Yeah. Okay. He says in scripture, you are a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. See, God is supernaturally in his healing yes. because once you begin to know who you are in Christ, yeah. you don't need validation of another person to yep. prove who you are. Because God made you Mm -hmm. and God was intentional 
about making and creating that person. Yeah. Intentional. God didn't make any mistakes. Right. At all. Yeah. So I, you know, so I say that piece and that is the cognitive piece that I think is really helpful. When you talk about how to battle the negative self-talk, mm-hmm. know who you are in Christ. And you may say, I, I don't know who Christ is. Learn who Christ is. Right. Just like you learned everything. <laughs> yeah. Just like you learned everything else. You, you, you know, learn who he is because, and I know people may say, well, I don't, you know, you, we may have people who don't know God. So I'm sensitive yeah. to that. Yeah. For those people who don't know God, I'm encouraging you to ask God to come into your life. Because he is the one that's going to give you the type of healing that the world can't give you. That's it. <laughs> right? Yeah. The world can't give you the type of healing that At God all. And they're you. never going to be able to. Never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and when, uh, 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 you know, and, and so when you look and ask God to come into your life, he, there are specific scriptures for that. Yeah. You know, God says, I have not commanded you. To, you be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Yes. For I will be with you wherever you go. And God and does. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he builds self-esteem. Yeah. He, he's intentional when he says that you are a masterpiece. You are fearfully, fearfully wonderfully made. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. Psalms 139, everybody. You, yes. And when you can meditate on that, that is something that can strengthen you. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the one where it says in Psalms where for you created my innermost being. You yes. knit together in my mother's womb. He knew you. Yep. And made you. Yeah. Before you were ever a thought. <laughs> Before you were ever a thought. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So um, I, I, I think, you know, when everything, when a person believes that everything about them feels wrong and they feel broken and they feel like they're a misfit in this world, I want them to really rely on the fact that God, God created them. Yeah. Just the way they are. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's important. And that's, I was just telling my mom about this because, you know, people ask a lot of times you know, Lauren, how did you get over your sexual abuse? And I'm like, I know you don't want to hear about God, but God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? But it's, and and it's like, I think I was telling this to you or her, but I was like, I can't, yeah, it was yesterday. I was like, I I can't tell you my story without God because that version of me doesn't exist. Yes. You know, like he's always been here. So I can't tell you how I overcame things. Like it was just me or it was some, positive motivational speaker on youtube like no it was the word of god <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he's not a motivational speaker he's my creator <laughs> that's better <laughs> so yes yeah you know, people want to silence that but i'm like i mean if you're really open to true healing yes um healing that you don't have to go back healing not you know and i'm talking about healing like you know healing where you can where you don't have to go back yeah you know because earthly healing you know you'll be good for a while and you'll go back and it, it it can look like that in the christ walk where you go back but it's different when somebody's there to wipe away like we talked about in our in the last episode to forgive all your sins and not bring them back up yes and, you know treat you as a new person so all of that all of that yeah i i and 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 people 
need to hear that. And, and yeah. like you said, Lauren, you know, we are believers and I, you know, thank God. Yeah. And, 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 and I like to, I think the light that you and I have that God allow us to, you know, have our light shine so we can bring others mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. It's the testimony that you just shared, how you went, everything that you just said, when people ask you, well, how did you get over it? And it's the same thing with me. It's, it's like you get over it by, you know, God. Yeah. He, 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 you know, he helps us. He, you know, and he says he renews our strength (laughs) and he says they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. Mm-hmm. They will walk and not be faint. So, you know, and it's those scriptures that people may not know, right. but I'm reciting them on your show yeah. to let people know that they can hear in our voices, mm-hmm. the passion that we have for him yeah. and how he has, you know, delivered you out of your abuse. He did delivered me out of mine and mm-hmm. we are healed. Yep. Yeah. And I, I and I think that's so important because you know, I'm always a very, um, you know, happy and joyful person. People a lot of times wonder why, and I've had people be upset about it. And, you know, people are like, you know, it's okay, which is, you know, which is true, you know, but it's okay if you want to like break down and cry. And I'm like, yes, that's true. But you have to also understand, like, I'm happy most of the time because the joy is just real. Like I traded it in because I know what it felt like to be angry all the time. Yes. And to have yes. someone, and I always tell people, I'm like, a human being couldn't have done that for me. Like, I remember the night that I went to Bible study and I went to the altar and I was like, Lord, I'm tired of this burden of anger and I need you to take it. And he took it right there, like automatically Amen. and replaced it with joy. And I've been happy ever since. <laughs> and when people come across me, they're like, you're so joyful. You're so encouraging. You always have something lovely to say. And I'm like, I didn't wake up like this. I used to wake up in the <laughs> I love and be like, that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I didn't. And people are like, what? Like, I'm like, you know, I always tell as part of my testimony. I'm like, I used to wake up in the morning and be like, F you Lauren, mm. you know, like that was the thing that was my greeting to myself. But I'm like, you, you, even though you weren't there, you can physically see the the manifestation and the transformation that I have because I have no remnants of that person Mm. you know so and that's powerful I love that yeah and and I like to you know say you know to your listeners you know from the very beginning God began a good work yeah in all of us yeah and um if a person is feeling worthless discouraged defeated they got rest in the truth and the truth is God yeah and he created all of us with a purpose yeah we all have a purpose Mm -hmm. we're not here just to be here right we we have a purpose Mm -hmm. to do good things for the Lord yeah whatever that is and you know yeah and so I you know I just say that you know he started that good work and all of us before we were even born. Yeah. And he has not stopped carrying on that good in us. Right. And he will continue yes. to carry that good in us that every single day of our life if we mm-hmm. seek him and believe him. Yes. Yeah. Come on, Dr. Van Dyke. <laughs> That's right. Preach. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was, yeah. So that, I mean, that really 
goes into a lot of these, you know, these questions that we had, but, um, yeah. And just, just, yeah. I mean, God, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, yeah, I'm like, that's true. That's it. And then too, I also wanted to tell listeners too, that, um, you know, with the, the battling, the, the negative self-talk on top of everything we had, uh, everything that we've said, I mean, simply to state it too, is just also fight it with positive self-talk, um, yeah. you know, and remembering those verses or learning those verses. And also, you know, us long, alongside that, you know, having your own affirmation. Sometimes I think um, that, you know, self-love is important, but the reason why I, you know, specifically titled this series self-acceptance is because it's accepting where you are now you know, and what you have and, you know, things might be a little uncomfortable or look a little weird or whatever, however your body is or mentally or whatever, but you don't have to love it necessarily right away, but also just acknowledge it that, acknowledge that it's your home, you know, the way yes. I put it. And, yeah. and like, what, how would you treat some, how would you treat, um, you know, that person or that thing that literally carries you through life? Mm. you know do you want to talk about it you know negatively all day and you know uh you know and you know just damage it and things like that because it's literally it's literally carrying you it has a job and it didn't necessarily ask to be here but you have the choice to acknowledge it and be like wow I'm gonna honor this because you're carrying me through things I've never thought I could be carried through yeah and I want to add one thing too when you talk about the negative self Mm -hmm. you know talk you know I, I, I say this um, statement to people, your life will move in the direction of your words. Yeah. And I think it's important to, you, you know, not speak ill will over your life and, and to have that negativity. Yeah. And I think that if you change your mindset, you will also change your actions. Yeah. And a lot of people need to realize that, yeah. you know. I'm never in the tongue. Yeah, that's right. It is. You are 100% correct. And and, and that that's a real statement with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that spiritually. Yes, yes. And it's important that um, and I say, hey, people need to be quiet, Mm -hmm. be positive or be quiet. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because I, it, 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 it's, it's no benefit in your life at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a power that people have not recognized that they have is their words. First, you know, yes. that's a luxury. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, Lauren, it can, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, I, like you said, oh, I, you know, I woke up angry, you know, okay, that's a choice. Cause some people, say, I'm not waking up angry. Yeah, I'm going to wake that- up say, I'm going to have a positive day today. Yeah. Today and that is was my decision in my journey. <laughs> a positive day. Yeah. Yeah. Declare it. Yeah. Yeah. I I I was constantly, I had woke up and decided I was like, I'm going to say something positive about myself every day until it's just it just flows out of my tongue so easily. <laughs> like yes. And that's what happened. And I tell people, and because a lot of people are shocked, but you know, when we talk about you know, just in general, not just on this, um, on the podcast, but just in general in the world, when people talk about negative self-talk, everybody always introduces it as, you know, I know most people, uh, you know, 
uh, have the more negative things about themselves than the positive. And I'm like, I rebuke that. I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I don't. Most of my, most of the things in my head aren't negative. It's probably like 90 something percent positive. And that's because I've trained myself. Yes, that's right. It takes practice and you can't, and it, it it's continuous. Yeah. Cause you can't have a positive life if you're speaking negative over yeah. you. It's just not, it's, it, it's not going to, if I tell myself every single day, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. I'm not going to amount to anything. Right. You think I'm going to apply to college and go to grad school and start my own business? No, I'm going to sit at home and say, oh, well, it's not going to happen for me. <laughs> You're not. But if you tell yourself, I'm going to do it, I'm confident. I, I may not be the smartest, but I have abilities and capabilities. That's going to move you forward to doing something that's going to benefit your life and yeah. you to do differently. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping See, that's, people... that's a chunk of body image. Cause that's where it's all stemming from. And that's where you can get forward. That's how you can move forward. Yes. We got three yes. minutes left, but I, that was, I mean, Hey, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. how we got through what we went through. That's it. That's so, it. And, and, and I'm on the bandwagon, that, make, you know, make different choices that can widely affect your life that are going to affect your life. They're affecting it now. Yes. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I know we started out with the social media and the body, mm -hmm. image, but when we, you're talking about negative self-talk, it encompasses, you know, just every single thing that we do. I mean, yeah. so that's why we're talking, giving examples of different areas of our life where, mm -hmm. you know, it can be affected. Yeah, exactly. Be the person who you want, really want to be, who God made you to be specifically. Yes. And then also, yeah. you know, just to say what <clears throat> closing out, but um, you know, that, like you said, we are all, you know, made for a purpose and here for, you know, a reason intentionally it's God has also equipped you with talents and gifts, including the way you look on the inside and out that no one else is going to be able to do but you. Yes. He'll find somebody else if you don't do it, you know, live up to it or whatever. But ultimately, it's destined for you to do it, whatever he has put on your heart to do. You know, so yeah. that, that's also a thing as well. I mean, and that and that has to do, you know, a lot of sometimes, uh, you know, I've heard different uh, testimonies, but when people try to overcome different things, you know, like, um, I don't know, just, you know, having freckles or really long legs or whatever. And somehow those features play into their testimony or their story and how people and how they're recognized or how they were able to change a situation. Those things are important. God doesn't leave anything out. He doesn't leave anything out. Yeah. And not at all. And I know we're out of time, but I want to yeah. say that we can have confidence in God. Yeah. God, because he is enough. Yeah. He has made us to be enough. And if we continue to seek him, we will live a victorious life. And I and 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 then we're talking, and it doesn't matter, body image or whatever, we will live a a person will live a victorious life. Yes. Thank you for that, Dr. Van Dyke. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, so that was really good. And again, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I hope you guys are taking notes. And that you all, you know, just don't let this information be stagnant in your lives, but 
that you do something with it and you know you put it to good use dr van dyke and i are not coming together every week to simply talk we are coming together this season so that you can be empowered encouraged and start to make real change in your life that is not only beneficial for you but other areas of other areas of your life as well such as you know your friendships your relationships whether you're on the job or in school and so these topics these conversations um, in this series are meant to help you show up for yourself in a way that you never have before and of course you know just thank you for being here and for listening to you guys um, for listening to us um, and if you want to know more about Dr. Van Dyke or book an appointment, you can contact her at drcarolvandyke.com. That's D-R-C-A-R-O-L-V-A-N-D-Y-K-E.com. Lastly, Dr. Van Dyke will be back. She will be here all season. So don't forget to stay tuned for next Wednesday with part three of this five-part series on self-acceptance. For all updates on the next topic, you can turn on your notifications, add this episode to your favorites, and subscribe. For any general updates on the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Lauren Tate Books. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-A-T-E-B-O-O-K-S. LinkedIn at Lauren Tate and Facebook at Lauren Tate. Until then, keep your ears and eyes peeled for Feature Friday because there's so much going on on Feature Fridays this season. You do not want to miss out because we're going to have poetry, we're going to have skits, and I'm going to introduce you guys to a phenomenal young Black woman all the way from Paris, France. So like I said, you, you really don't want to miss out. And lastly, don't forget to share this episode with someone and on social media, and never forget that you are important, you are loved, and your story is worth being told.